This week's episode of Legends of Gotham is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash Gotham. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash Gotham. Tell me what happened, Bruce. (laughs) When I was about your age. Drunk driver hit our car. Killed my dad. I was right next to him. I know how you feel right now. And I promise you, however dark and scary the world might be right now, there will be light. Got your pills right here. Want some pills, you pillhead loony? Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series, Gotham, uh, set in the world of Batman, in fact. How you doing, Emery? I'm good. How are you, crazy pill loony? I will. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't like some crazy pills every now and again? Right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we're we're here for our first official like talking about a new episode of Gotham episode, Yay! which is so weird. We're on episode seven, uh, so we if are on episode seven, if you're just joining us, you do we do have a big archive already <laughs> for you Not to go that through. Big. Seven. Not big. Seven, eight, Six. eight if you count our zero episode, which is about two so minutes. So seven if you count the zero episode. Oh, this is episode and not counting seven. this one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Math, math is hard. Irregardless, <laughs> or regardless, depending on how you how you want to phrase it. Um, English this, is this hard. Is a, this is our first episode uh, with, with uh, having an episode to review. Having something to properly review. Exactly, which is really fun. And we're also doing video. Hi. Uh, hello, video Hi, people. Video people. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can maybe uh, see you uh, in the chat if, if we happen to see you. Or you can tweet at Legends of Gotham uh, to it. talk to us during the show. It. Okay, uh, let's see here. I, any opening business before we start? You know what? Actually, I think I think uh, I, I will mention before we start. Uh, since we're a new podcast, and a lot of people are probably coming in for the first time after having seen the first episode of Gotham, yes. we thought it would be a good idea to go ahead and put right up here at the top. You know, after you've d- you're done listening to the podcast, if you like it, if you don't like it, yes, definitely, just, just go to iTunes and leave an honest review. Please, uh, please review for good, please, bad, please, whatever, please. preferably and, good, please. Yeah, and it, we always uh, we always read any review we get for our podcast so if you as long as they're appropriate yeah as long as they're uh well there's less there's inappropriate appro- well, yes. in this podcast i guess yes. that's one of my notes in mm-hmm. fact ass equals drinking game ass ass that's the fair. amount of times that ass was said mm-hmm. in this episode so i think we've de- decided that ass is an ass okay is word perfectly acceptable because yeah. jada made it okay jada made it okay she definitely did but we'll read your review on the show and we'd really love to see it on there i'm trying to think of something they could throw into the review to make it fun um how, how about or do you have an idea no okay uh <laughs> how about at the end of your review just a single word don't give it any context or anything but put what you think harvey bullock has in the flask <gasps> Ooh, what is his drink of choice yeah is it whiskey is it vodka is it captain Yuck. morgan's is it uh mike's hard lemonade in the flask which would be kind of gross after a while <laughs> dragging Ew. around in his jacket uh, but yeah uh, go leave us a, a review on itunes uh, yes, you can please. also leave it on stitcher uh you know any place the oh, yeah, podcast is and uh, we would love you forever. Seriously, we would love you. We would. I would. I would blow you kisses in the camera. She. Hey, don't don't give it out for free. Don't give it that out. Was I'm trying to sample. cover you. It was a sample. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's get started here. Uh, we're still not sure if this is going to be the final format, but we yeah. we like to have an episode summary right up at the top. And yeah. for our other podcast, we reading rhyme. from Storybrook. Yeah, we rhyme, which is very appropriate because it's uh, Ooh, fairy tales and everything. Yes. Uh, but uh, this one, uh, we're going to try and do a di- little differently. You want to go ahead and hit it up, Anne Marie? I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. How's that? Okay. A rich couple gunned down in Crime Alley. Their kid takes it personal. A green detective named Jim takes to the street with his cynical companion. Catgirl hangs out all over town. Uh, now you can't go meowing. I'm doing I'm doing sound effects. Go ahead. Okay. A murder's solved, then unsolved, <laughs> then solved again. Let's hope Frankie the Butcher made it out alive in this week's episode pilot. Pilot. Such I'm a so used man. to that rapid in- or not rapid. <laughs> There were no pilots in this episode at all. There were no pilots. That's my first point, actually. 
point number one. There were no pilots uh, in the no, pilot. Hey, how do I do this? It's been since spring since we did this. I guess, uh, you know, we'll start off. Yeah, uh, yeah. We just hop into the episode. Well, I, I think I think uh, we start off, don't I ask you, just general impressions. General impressions. What did you think of the episode? Thumbs up. Thumbs up? Thumbs up. How many thumbs up? I mean, I only have two, but I'll give it two. Okay, cool, cool. How the about full, you? The full two? Yeah, I, I'd, get, I'd definitely give it the full two, two. So I know. We're really just getting used to this whole camera thing, so it's a little awkward. Yeah, sorry. yeah. We keep uh, – yeah, audio listeners anybody actually know. We keep watching? turning to the camera. We're like, hi, camera. Hi, How's camera. it going? <laughs> it, 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 it is weird, but uh, hopefully by the time uh, we get done with like the half season before, by the holidays, we'll be used to it. I, no, I, I really love the episode. It felt – I'll say it felt like a live action prequel to Batman the Animated Series for me. Okay. Like it just <laughs> it, it felt very much in that world. And I mean, there's a lot of characters uh, who have crossed over mm-hmm. and, you know, became big deals in the Batman universe because of the animated series mm-hmm. that are now big characters in the show. But it, it was just so cool to see. And it's just like so stylized and mm-hmm. colorful. And I wasn't colorful expect- and dark all at the same time. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be as colorful <laughs> as yeah. it is for sure. I expected a little more gloom mm-hmm. and doom. Yeah, and it, I, I really just like how they've kind of twisted twisted the script a little bit to where good's bad, bad's good, and Gordon's the one caught in, be- Gordon's in between going it all. Gordon's head's going Exactly. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Gordon, uh, my first point here is uh, I, I really love the uh, the team up of uh, Harvey Bullock and mm-hmm. Jim Gordon. Like, yes. I, I, they're really kind of the the dynamic new duo for the modern age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 the uh, there were just so many sort of parallels, just kind of in their dynamic and everything, and you know, just like the death traps, like the, the Batman and Robin traps. always used to get into when they were hanging in the yeah. the slaughterhouse and everything. That was that really was awesome. neat. Uh, but then again, it, by the same token, you know, being for the modern age, kind of like a postmodern dynamic duo, there was no easy out. And in fact, by going in there to try and save Jim, right. Harvey almost got both of them killed. Yeah, really. Which I thought was really cool. He threatened me. String them up. <laughs> and I really did like we, – we had speculated a bit on this uh, before uh, the episode, but I, I really did like Frankie the Butcher. That's his name. Frankie. Frankie. I, I made very special, uh, a very special point to write that down in my notes. Okay. Why? We, because we had talked about it in a previous podcast. Like, I wonder who that butcher is. Oh. Uh, so it was Frankie the Butcher. And yeah. I, think he, I think he survived. He I had don't. Him. I don't. It seemed like nobody survived because everybody's a good shot, which is actually my next point. Well, he had a, a chainmail apron on. But they hit him in the shoulder. And apparently in Gotham, if you get hit in the shoulder with one bullet, you're dead instantly. You die? Instantly. Allergic to bullets. <laughs> no, <laughs> because there was no the allergic reaction. It's like... <laughs> just a like we'll just sort of jump into mine well, a little th- bit th- that's then- a that's a little bit no. uh with uh well i was just gonna say it just reminded me a little bit with like batman comics too like one of the big jokes is if batman knocked all the guys out he does on the page there would be like everyone would be brain dead in gotham city like every <laughs> criminal because they like to knock someone out is mm-hmm. like can seriously screw them up even if you know what you're doing right and so he's like basically giving brain damage to every criminal in gotham city but what was your point um i was just gonna say everybody who dies dies from literally one shot mm-hmm. somewhere that doesn't look like it should kill them that quickly yeah like seriously the big old pepper got shot in the shoulder mm-hmm. and didn't get back up daddy pepper personally when they were like oh and we killed a guy i'm like you killed him <laughs> he shouldn't have died. Maybe, maybe it has something to do with it being like before the watershed, like 8 p.m. on network TV. Maybe they're uh, only allowed to show. But it like, is at 8 p.m. Yeah, well, that's before the watershed because I think the watershed hour is either what's 9 a, or 10. What's the watershed hour? Oh, that's uh, just when. Um, no hablo TV. <laughs> no, that's uh, the time period that's considered safe for families. Oh yeah. So so it probably it might have something to do with that. And I noticed there wasn't there really wasn't a ton of blood even when there was grievous injury. Yes. You know? Like when we slit the poor fish- fisherman's throat. Yes. Rest in peace fisherman. Rip fisherman. Rip fisherman. But I it just Sorry, to, back to your Harvey. Oh no, it's cool. I just to wrap up, uh Harvey Bullock in general really really loved him. Mm-hmm. I I thought he he played it very very well minus actually the first scene in the uh uh, the police station I didn't like too much. The police like, station? Because I thought you said it was the diner. 
No, no, it was the police station. Oh, the other thing was the diner. Yeah, yeah, but uh, the police station. I didn't like him too much because I, I, it kind of felt like he was still trying to like get and find the character a little bit. No, well, probably it is the first episode, mm-hmm. and he seemed he seemed a little <laughs> presentational uh, with his performance, where he didn't in the rest of the episode, kind of like. Uh, like indicating what he was trying to do, like with the lack of days cool line and everything, hmm. uh, which it isn't necessarily a bad thing. But he kind of he kind of became more naturalistic in his performance later on in the episode. Okay. Uh, Fish Mooney is another good example of a character in this show that's kind of very presentational. Oh, she's extremely and it works. It works really well, especially with like the stage behind her all the time. I really love that. Yeah. But also, I just wanted to point out that he did a really good job playing like the drunk, like after he took the sip from the flask Mm -hmm. and he's like kind of leaning in like this to Gordon and everything. I really loved it. I thought it was really, really. How do you know there wasn't already something in the flask? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The plot thickens. Interesting. Interesting. Um, So we sort of already talked about my whole thing. You want to skip to your D and then we'll come back to my C or something? Oh, oh, good grief. No, let's just go back into C. Stay in order. I'll get confused. (laughs) Oh, into C? Yes. Okay. uh, Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about – well, I titled it here The Secret World of Bruce Wayne. I was thinking Secret World of Alex Mack for people who might be familiar. Oh, Uh, let's continue dating ourselves. (laughs) No, but – yeah, I know, right? Uh, So old. Old. old Nickelodeon show. If you're not familiar, Nick, 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 if it, if it was if it was canceled before you were born, it was a show on Nickelodeon. I, no, but I thought it was really interesting. After the initial murder mm-hmm. of uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne and everything, yes. you can any scene with little Bruce in it, you, you can always feel like this little secret hovering over the entire scene, like mm-hmm. especially between him and Alfred, like the funeral when uh, Jim shows up at the uh, the, the mansion and everything. I like you can definitely feel the starts of the Batman project mm-hmm. kind of bubbling. Oh, they're already yeah o- over top of those scenes. Like, uh, in fact, uh, one thing I th- I kind of thought people were complaining like. Why does Alfred have to be so mean to young Bruce and yell at him like that to get him off the roof? I interpreted I that as hilarious. him trying to like cover, like trying to be like, oh, wait a second. There's a little boy up on the roof and this cop's here. He's going to think something weird's going on. I better way overplay my anger at him being up really? on top of that roof. See, I didn't get yeah. that. See, that's just a – that's kind of the role Alfred always – Phil's is kind of like trying to help cover for Bruce so he can do his Batman stuff. Right. And so I kind of that, and I mean, you know, tweet us out there if you're listening to us live at Legends of Gotham. That was my interpretation was that it was it was Alfred trying to help cover for Bruce. Interesting. And uh, I, I, I would. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really get that. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I, 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 I saw some, some people saying that they thought it was just Alfred being mean. But regardless, it was really funny <laughs> uh, See, when he did yes, it. Yes, it was very funny. Some I, people compared him to a soccer hooligan. Soccer hooligan? Yeah. Kind of like, oh, hey, boy, what are you doing? You know, I can't really do a soccer no, hooligan no, at all. Please don't do it again. <laughs> um, I just took it as Alfred basically going – he's up on the roof again. Like (laughs) I've told him and I've told him and I've told, like I thought I really got more frustrated with young Mm -hmm. Bruce. So young yeah, master bruce yeah and i mean it, it could really go, I mean, either, it could way. go either way it's, it's all just, up to interpretation exactly I would, it's very early very early days yet mm. but yeah it, it's very much you can definitely tell that young bruce has already has that like but even between the scene where his parents are killed and the funeral scene the next time you see him you can tell he has that kind of that mask on now like kind of like kind of, young Bruce, just uh, that he's kind of protecting himself from the world. Like mm. he he has he has something going on behind the eyes. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. And, and uh, I kind of I wonder. I, I kind of think all of their interactions, like Bruce and Gordon's, are going to lead up to you know last shot of the series. And this is just a, a long shot prediction. Long shot. Last shot of the series, like Batman finally shows up in town or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Gordon's got enough peaks behind the mask to where it it kind of indicates that he knows, like he did in that one Batman the Animated Series episode yes. we watched. I forget what bullet or no, it was a, the one where Batgirl died, but I, it, it was very much implied that Gordon always knew yeah. that Bruce was Batman, and uh, I, I think really we're gonna get a lot of neat little moments in this series mm-hmm. where we realize we we see how he knew or how he figured it out over time. I can see that. Um, To completely switch gears, (laughs) um, Fish Mooney. 
Okay, one of my favorite things about her is that she does her own dirty work. Mm-hmm. She's not afraid to beat the snot out of you with a chair. Oh, no. No, not even. In fact, I think she kind of took pleasure in it. Uh, <laughs> a little a bit. bit um, and then straightened her weave. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh. Like, literally, you could see it move on her head. So that's what that was. Like, I was like, is she wearing a or – like, are they indicating she's wearing a wig or something? Well, but, yeah. It's a weave, a wig. Mm-hmm. It's it's all in the same general yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was like – um, that makes sense now. It didn't click to me then. Oh, but. again, male-female thing. <laughs> <laughs> Though you did a very good fashion interpretation last time. Oh, thank you. Um, let's see. Uh, you, know me, I, you know me and my fashion. I know. You and your fashion. I like that she um, cleaned the knife before giving it to the penguin to open his vein. I'm like, what? Are you worried about an infection? You're telling the kid to cut open his arm. Mm. I thought it was really cool how she had him rub her feet beforehand like mm-hmm. they kind of the ultimate like subservient yeah thing uh before she, it, it was kind of it kind of almost reminded me of like a biblical thing like how like people like there was a lot of like foot washing yes. in the bible and stuff to show status mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff i thought it was really neat how they did that yes oh hey you retweeted me uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> i was I like did. i have a notification um okay i did think it was a little bit weird that she basically didn't hide any of it from the guy that was auditioning mm-hmm. oh yeah the, the he was just so stage. uncomfortable he's like ah, ah like what is <laughs> what is she doing and i'm just gonna stand here and look at I'm the corner just gonna yeah i'm just gonna keep turning away so that it's not me next <laughs> that's what i've oh, the poor guy mm-hmm. uh, coming from him yeah. what oh no go ahead no 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 go ahead oh did you have a I had more, but it was completely in a different vein. So continue. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> polite, 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 polite. Yes, lots of politeness. Yay. Um, I like that she's not as important as she thinks she is. Mm-hmm. Tell Fish that she wants to kill police. She needs to ask <laughs> permission. There are rules. Yeah, and I really think in the long run, she's going to end up being sort of the penguin's pawn too. But I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that a bit later. Oh, I okay. had some thoughts on it. But you speak about the comedian on stage I there. I do, and I don't agree with you. Okay, uh, but uh, <laughs> agree with me about what? Because uh, uh, he's one of the – and the creators have said this out front here – that uh, that they are going to be presenting multiple people mm-hmm. who could be the Joker. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, what, what did you? I don't think this is it. You don't think he's the Joker? Nope. I think he's definitely the person that was supposed to be maybe the Joker. In well, this yeah, of course he was the supposed to be maybe. Yeah, but I think it's too easy and too obvious. Yeah, especially since anytime and this is you know in the Batman comics, anytime that the Joker's origin is shown, he's usually a failed comedian. Right, and it's it's all always implied that it, it could be total uh bs too i guess yeah. i'll say uh you, you know that this was just the story the joker tells himself about his origin or that mm-hmm. sort of thing but I, I i did think it was i i did like that the joke was very dark uh that he told fish yeah, yeah. That, that was totally the joker's sense of humor regardless yeah. of whether it was him or not right but uh, some, something I was thinking about is maybe we should create a page on the site, and I've already actually sent myself a to-do to, to do this. To-do, to-do, to-do. Uh, and it'll probably be called something <laughs> – I'll look for it in a couple days. It'll probably be called something like, look at this Joker, and we'll just break it out by, uh, by episode, and we'll have a screenshot and a little description of the scene for all the possible candidates so we can have it all in one place to go and look at when we're on break and we need to put out an episode so people <laughs> don't think that we've stopped podcasting. The and then we can just go down and, and we'll have our show notes already. Yes. Um, and I, I figured, you know, people could also send in if they think someone might be the Joker. Yes, or take whatever. a screenshot, please. Exactly. We like screenshots. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was going to say, it sort of comes from one of the articles because I actually read the articles this week. Nice. Um, I know. I'm learning. <laughs> um, it points out the women in the back in the red and the black mm-hmm. and saying they're Harlequin dancers. Oh, yeah. That is true. Like- Again, too easy. Yeah. It's too easy to make that Harley. Yeah, I, but I that I had never connected that. But the, yeah, that's bas- that's basically like the Arkham Asylum, the video game yeah. Harley yes. Quinn costume. Yes, more or less. Well, yeah. But uh, so I I think that makes this Joker mm. definitely not the Joker. Yeah, and plus it's the first episode too, and you you didn't you wouldn't think they would uh, throw spoil, all their cards. Yeah, yeah, or show all, all, their, all cards. their Joker cards in the first mm. episode. One thing that I did notice though, so. 
I'm thinking that maybe the Joker might already be kind of active behind the scenes in Gotham City. Because uh-huh. I, saw, I saw this on Reddit today. Someone took this screenshot. Mm-hmm. And if you look here, it's a, it's a smile with like a smiley face and graffiti on the building here. Mm-hmm. That is very much like the I, – I, I believe they had a couple of these smile graphics and some of the promotional materials for the show. They had something like that, yeah. It yeah. was that or – and then they – didn't they have a um, a flag or a sign or something too? Yeah, yeah. So, something along those lines. So I, I thought that was a nice little interesting little little screenshot they put there. And we'll have a link to that in our show notes too. If you weren't watching video, I did put it up. We did. We did. We swear. We, we swear. swear. We did put I it up. I swear that happened. So the Riddler. But uh, yes, the Riddler. What did you think of the Riddler? I love the Riddler. He was <laughs> perfectly creepy. Mm-hmm. What is this and this and this and this? Just tell me. Don't ask. Answer every question with a question, that yes. sort of thing. Yeah, I loved it. No, it was really good. And it, it was very, like, uh, again, very presentational. Uh, like, like, you know, he even said the uh, – Harvey even says the word riddle at some point. But mm-hmm. And people were complaining about that. But, I mean, this is a – yeah, a network show, eight PM. Like you're gonna have have aunts and uncles who know the Riddler is the guy in the green suit from the '60s show, and they're not gonna hear Edward Nigma and think, "Oh, that's the it's Riddler." The Riddler right. So you know, it it needs a little indication. Just like I, I mean, they did similar things with everybody. Like a Catwoman, she gave the cat milk, right? And uh, Ivy was with the plant Plants. and everything. But no, I really liked the Riddler. I thought, I, liked it, yeah. I, I thought he did a really good job with it. I think. It'll work best in small doses until he becomes a threat, like right. until he becomes an actual threat, because th- it just it just feels like it could wear if a, he was in a scene longer than like five minutes or something, three or four minutes. Actually, because five minutes is even long for TV. Yeah. But like, you know, three minutes, four minutes and t- until he the episode is about the Riddler, in right. which case he can. So what is that episode like for? <laughs> Hopefully. Something like that. <laughs> um, I also thought it was really funny how pissed he got when um, Gordon got his riddle. Mm-hmm. He was like, <laughs> how dare you be smarter than how me? How dare you actually get the riddle? <laughs> um, Ivy. Ivy. What did you think of Ivy Pepper? Well, since we've decided cursing's okay. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, a bastard's not a curse word. There's in the Bible. Yeah. Okay, see, that's not a lot of Bible popping. (laughs) Yeah, stop with the Bible stuff, would you? I will, I will, I promise. No, but I, I liked her. Like, it was a little hard to get a read off her though in this one. She was just because she's like an eleven-year-old girl Mm -hmm. watering plants, saying, "Please don't talk to my daddy; he's mean." (laughs) That's and there we go. We've covered all of her lines. (laughs) That line was kind of said something to me though that she was very like upfront and open. And everything, like mm. even though she was kind of shy once they got into the apartment and she was around her parents and stuff, but I mean, if if you've ever seen Poison that Ivy's outfit, she's not a shy girl. No, she's not. Pardon me though, mm. for video, like I'm yeah, you can't yawning. even you can't even hide your yawns. I can't now. hide my yawns because <laughs> we're on video. Sorry, sleepy, long day. Um, oh, but I liked her. Um, I saw a lot of people, lot of people complaining about her name. Mm-hmm. They're one of the articles that we have. Again, I'm just going to keep referring to them because they're appropriate. Yeah. Um, actually states that, hi, we're really not going to follow word for word the comics. Mm-hmm. And they I, said there will be like a name change of some sort, but yeah. they're not planning on following everything to the letter, which they kind of can't because none of these stories have really been told. Well, actually, uh, you know, as of this episode, she's half orphaned. So, I mean, we just need to kill one more parent and then she can get I'm adopted sh- by the uh, – Oh, yeah, what's I, I just completely blanked on her real name. Pamela Isley, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, by the Isley family. I would have I, I, I that's my biggest fear. Geek card. That's my biggest fear with this <laughs> podcast is I'm gonna say something so boneheaded about the Batman mythology and get called out on it so bad it's just gonna be embarrassing. It's gonna be embarrassing. It's gonna be embarrassing. Um oh, but what I was gonna say is I yeah, I could see her mom mm. taking care of that other half of the situation because she didn't seem all together. No, she didn't seem very happy at all. She didn't seem all together. The the actor who played Mr. Pepper, I almost wanna say he was on like Boy Meets World or something like. I was okay. I have to look him up because yeah, I thought he was on. Paranoid. 
Yeah, go ahead and look them up, and uh, I will. Uh, I, I'll go ahead and move on to the next topic. Uh, let me know when you find it. Okay. Cat girl, I, I really enjoyed. She was all over the place in this episode. Like any any time there was something above someone, uh, yes. she was on she it. She was on it. <laughs> uh, I, I really did enjoy her. Although, like we did, she didn't even get a spoken line. I don't think. But no. Considering next week's episode is called Selena Kyle, I think that's going to be. Yeah, I think we'll get a little bit more shortly. from her. I really did enjoy that opening scene, though, with her, like, stealing the milk and cutting the bag and yes, stealing the guy's wallet awesome. and everything. Uh, SVU, that's why I know him. It was uh, – not not to uh, suggest that I, uh, I'm in any way – oh, go ahead. <laughs> Mr. Popper's Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Popper's Penguins. He was in Mr. Popper's Penguins. Awesome. <laughs> that's, uh, that's like his warm-up words. Yeah, like when I'm testing to make sure that my pop filter is working, I go Mr. Popper's Penguins, which is why – plus Penguins, Penguin. Penguin, Penguin. Um, none of the things that we thought he was on. That's fair. That's lots fair. of Law and Order in mm-hmm. Law and Order SVU. Mercy, which only lasted one season, and made me really sad. Mm-hmm. The Good Wife. If you watch that, Mr. Popper's Bank. Yeah, and apparently he's in a movie. Apparently, apparently. But as I was saying, sorry. One of the things I really dug about that whole catgirl scene, and this is going to sound like it's tooting my own horn or something. I'm not in any way suggesting that I I can hold a candle to the Gotham writers, but it it really felt like a scene I would write for my my dog boy books. Oh, dog boy catgirl. Because there's a there's a kid in uh, dog boy dog boy who who goes around and he's he's a thief. He's basically like a modern Oliver Twist, which is kind of the same thing selena kyle's doing here mm-hmm. kind of living on the streets taking care of the cats uh pickpocketing and stuff really liked it and I, i'm just saying that's why i hooked into that dynamic God. so much i think because i've been exploring it so much in right my, my other stuff but yeah really really liked it mm-hmm. uh now you you had a couple questions about her though you were a little why is she stalking bruce wayne i don't know i don't know maybe she thought he was cute <laughs> It's very possible. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's because she mm-hmm. watched his parents get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just yeah, that would that would give you sympathy for someone. Yeah, but would that make you stalk them? Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I would stalk someone. Isn't Bruce Wayne supposed to be good enough that he would have noticed her? You would think. You give would him think. another year or two, maybe, <laughs> or next week. Ah. No, but I was thinking about it actually, and one thing I can see with her like being bought behind everything and being around on everything mm-hmm. is maybe she she's going to end up being the witness that helps lead gordon to the actual killer i was killer. kind of thinking that yeah because she disappeared right after that mm-hmm. like obviously she's not going to stick around for the cops to show up yeah um, but yeah, I, she, she could have followed him followed him found out who he actually was like what did you i i don't know if we have this elsewhere in our notes but we'll go ahead and talk about it what did you think about that do you think they're ever actually going to reveal who it was or do you think they're just going to kind of let it let it float um they might but mm-hmm. it's going to float for a while yeah there are, for a good while. There are a couple uh, – me being uh, the good comic fan I am, I have to point out a couple of references here that mm-hmm. – potential candidates. Uh, one is a guy named Joe Chill uh, who uh, famously uh, – he, he he was the guy in the original comics who killed Batman's parents. and uh, But it was just like a random killing. He was a random thief. Mm-hmm. And there's a very famous story called uh, – well, I think uh, on Batman Brave and the Bold, they called it Chill of the Night. I can't remember what it was in the mm-hmm. original comics where Bruce Wayne confronts him and he realizes like he gets him away from his criminal pals and then confronts him and he's like you're the reason I became Batman mm-hmm. and the guy dies of fright because he realizes all his criminal pals will kill him right. because he created the Batman yeah he created it uh, but so Joe chills one and then and, and this is kind of like very loose but it's just because he said it exactly this way mm-hmm. uh, when young Bruce says that the guy had a black mask on yeah. there's actually a villain in the Batman universe uh, kind of like a mob boss called Black Mask. So some people were thinking it might be him. Maybe that guy. Uh, one thing I did notice about the guy's performance, though, it seemed like he had a personal connection with Thomas Wayne. Like, oh, yeah. I, I kind of saw that in his eyes, that it wasn't just like he was a hired killer or even... No, I think he was a hired killer. Or even he was a believer in the cause that was causing Thomas Wayne to die. It seemed like he knew him personally. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, he could be somebody who worked for yeah. the Waynes, but also worked for Fish. Or, or for Falcone. Falcone. Yeah, more likely Falcone. More likely Falcone. <laughs> I yeah. I imagine. Um, so, no, I think mm-hmm. – I, I can believe that they have a personal connection, but he was definitely the hired hit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was that was not a random 
He had shiny shoes. Oh, definitely. What random guy has shiny shoes? Do you think they're they're going to play that out? It, like the that's going to be the first season's arc is kind of finding the killer. Do you finding think they're the going to wrap that out and like <laughs> the shiny shoes? It's all the shiny shoes. The shiny shoes show. Well, they said starring shiny Batman sh- and friends. They, they said shiny shoes like seventeen times. I can't help it. Um, <laughs> I think they may. They're going to play it out a lot of the first season. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't know if we'll necessarily see the resolution. That's fair. Mm, Hold on. I'm giving us a potential episode title here. Oh, The Shiny Shoe Show? The Shiny Shoe Show. Man, I'm good. I can't (laughs) even see that far. Okay. Uh, uh, Let's see here. You had some... uh... Was Jim Gordon's father dirty or did he just turn a blind eye to Falcone? That I was I was kind of curious about that myself. It kind mm-hmm. it kind of felt almost like maybe his dad was the guy standing up to Falcone, and then Falcone had him killed, and like made it seem like there was some sort of impropriety going on posthumously. Mm-hmm. I but I, I on another side of it, I thought if he was actually corrupt, it might be the corrupt DA that would help gordon motivate harvey dent to become the the hero gotham needs but not the one it has right now or whatever that line was from dark knight yeah because i I know they said that harvey dent will be showing up in this show so eventually can you tell me a little about who that is two-face okay uh he was in dark knight i know he he was wasn't he like created in dark knight yeah yeah. Okay, because that's literally all I remember. I don't remember how he got there. And he was played by uh, Tommy Lee Jones in uh, oh, Batman Forever. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, but uh, basically, uh, I'll just fill you in because it's been a few years since you saw Dark Knight, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, he's the DA. He's him, Gordon, and Batman are all working together to bring down Falcone, uh, like in Batman's first year out. And uh, Falcone ends up, because Harvey is the most vulnerable one, mm-hmm. ends up throwing acid in his face and mm-hmm. he has a psychotic break and becomes Two-Face. Interesting. Interesting. But he, he's, he's sort of, if, if Batman's the Dark Knight of Gotham City, then Harvey Dent is the White Knight. Oh. It is kind, kind of how they've played it. And uh, the, the Long Halloween, which uh, that whole arc in the movie was based on, is also a really good story towards that. And for anyone out there... Uh, <laughs> anyone else who needs help more. like me, um, there you which go. Is good we're, we're teaching it's a, it's it's a, a teaching a, moment it's right? a teaching moment yes no but uh, it uh it, it will be interesting to see how that plays out right. too and I, i'm sure there's probably there falcone probably has some information he could use to leverage gordon too because mm-hmm. that seems like they it this show is all going to be all about leverage and who has leverage on who else and everything like that you mm, know? i'm looking forward to more falcone Oh, definitely. I, I thoroughly enjoyed him. He was very. Oh, also, I would yes, would just I like to that. point out uh, in Boca al Lupo is what he said. I probably mispronounced probably. it, probably, but it's Italian for "in the mouth of the wolf," uh, kind of a way to say "break a leg," but also kind of appropriate considering you know he's now in the mouth of the wolf. Yeah, pretty much the wolf being Gotham. Okay, Penguin. <laughs> what did you think of uh, Mr. Oswald Cobblepot? He was everything I expected him to be. Oh yeah, he was perfect. Yeah, especially, and we've talked about it before. I'll go go ahead and uh, put this up front. The scene with the with the fisherman, and then the sandwich at the end. Mm. Like it, it, it didn't have to kill him. That was the first time I got the vibe of like Danny DeVito from Batman yes, Returns yes. as the Penguin. Yes, just like <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was sandwich. like, how long was he underwater? I mean, he couldn't have gone that mm-hmm. far. And it, as we all know, the Penguin eventually eats fish just like that. So <gasps> that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like gobbles them up and everything like that. Oh, see, now I'm having flashbacks of all the penguins running around. I wonder if he's going to get like the clawed hand, too. <laughs> That'd be fun. I, uh, you know, I, I did see some people saying with that guy at the end, though, that uh, uh, he killed him for the sandwich. No, I think he killed him because there was going to be a witness there of him, and he doesn't want anyone to know he's alive. Well, he kind of can't. It's not to his benefit either. Yeah, it would put his life in danger, and also all, all this manipulation he's doing would be for naught mm-hmm. <laughs> if people knew he was alive. And also, I, I, I almost want to say those are the clothes he's wearing in that, did anyone ever tell you you walk like a penguin scene from the trailers? Hi. It's uh, cool. I thought he was wearing Here, I'll yawn too so you don't feel alone. No, I'm good. <sighs> Thanks for the accompanying yawn, sir. You're welcome. Um, that made a nice little wave there on the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it does look kind of cool. Um, I thought he was wearing the suit. 
Was he? Yeah. Also, I it was nice had, like, to know that's why they called something. him the pe- that's why they called him penguin. Oh, because of the suit. Because of the suit. But well, now, no, no, that's why mm-hmm. in the beginning, because I was like, you know, it makes sense when he's walking like that, and that he had obviously been injured in the show. Mm-hmm. But no, they were calling him penguin. She's like, my little penguin, and him trying not to get mad at her because you can't get <laughs> mad at Fitch Mooney. Mm-hmm. Um, was because of the suit because Butch Butch Gilzane Gilzine Gilzine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm referring to my notes over here because I was like, ah, Mr. Kilzine. Um, called it and said, you know, because of your nice suit mm-hmm. after they were calling him Penguin. Anyway, sorry, yeah, side note. Things from, I've learned today. From here on out, it'll be because of that waddle he has from fish breaking his legs or whatever, you know. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, let's see here. In, yeah, I definitely, like, in all the scenes with him and Fish, I could definitely tell he was, like, very put upon by her and that, like, and then with like the uh, what was his name again? Gilzine. Gilzine, uh, giving him the opportunity to get a little violent and everything, and him really, really enjoying it. He's like he feels very repressed, and that he's gonna have some sort of like crazy psychotic contempt for her. She's in- not making use of his skills. Mm-hmm. She's making him hold umbrellas. Well, I, th- I think, I think, and rub her feet. I think he's really angling to be the head guy in Gotham, which, I mean, fans of the comics know eventually he gets there. He's one of the big, you know, Mm -hmm. movers of supplies and everything for the mob in Gotham. But I think what he's planning on doing is he's going to step back now. He's going to nurture that relationship with Montoya and Alan, the two good cops on the force, until he finds leverage against them. (coughs) And then when Fish moves in to take out Falcone... She'll take out Falcone. Penguin will swoop in, take out her, and then he'll be in Falcone's yeah, position with the only – or two of the three good cops on the Gotham police force under his thumb. Are they the good cops? I think they are. I, I think they're presented as antagonists a bit because they're against Gordon's team kind of because Bullock doesn't like them. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think they are good cops. Okay, see, I thought – and this is – a completely uneducated statement, but I thought I read somewhere that they both turn into villains I th- in some sort of no. They don't turn into they. They actually turn into superheroes in the comic. You're you're thinking of Jim Corrigan, who who is a character who will. I don't know if he was Things in the pilot. I understand, but he's another character who will be introduced. Uh, he's a okay. detective. Uh, in in the original like old old DC comics. Jim Corrigan eventually becomes the, the Spectre. Mm-hmm. And uh, then in the new comics, Crispus Allen eventually becomes the Spectre. And okay. Renee, Renee becomes the Question, who's a sort of an objectivist. I, I, I had trouble with this word last time, too. Uh, that he, is hero. the word you had trouble with. I know, it? right? I, and then I just yelled Ayn Rand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's but, right. Yeah, but I, I, I think I think they they are good cops on the force. But although there there were a couple like Harvey mentioned that Renee was a pillhead and uh, a couple other little indications like that. In you know obviously, and we'll get to the stuff with Barbara, I guess, with mm. Renee in a minute here. But yeah, it's we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but you had a point here. Uh, yep, we're just literally going to get to it right now. I cannot wait to see how the Montoya and Barbara stuff plays out. Oh yeah, of all the stuff I was because I from the Legend Reborn mm. uh, special we watched. Like I was expecting there to be some sort of like thing with them. I was not expecting. I, I mean, by you all weren't ind- expecting it to be a relationship. Not necessarily. No. Like I, I, I thought that was a possibility. That wasn't my first choice. And that was my first mm. instinct from that Legends Reborn. But and I mean, they didn't necessarily come out and state that it was a previous relationship. Yeah, but you it don't was just volunteer. Pretty obvious. Yeah, you don't just volunteer. I'm engaged unless it's going to be an issue somewhere throughout the course of the right. conversation. Right. Right. Well, it's also the. Um, the look she had with, like I know you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely, I, I, I really, really uh, dug Barbara. Though I, I also liked how her apartment is set up very much like Oracle, uh, who Barbara Gordon. Uh, what younger Barbara Gordon? Yeah, young Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. Uh, uh, when she gets shot by the Joker, she becomes Oracle, sort of like Batman's information officer, and she lives in a in an apartment just like that with the big open windows. Yeah, it's probably that apartment. Very well could be. Very well could be. <laughs> it seems to be a family although, thing. Although to keep a hold of an apartment for 18 rent plus control, years. Rent control, baby. Rent control. <laughs> you know, actually something else with Barbara I thought I thought was interesting was that it said that she ran an art gallery. That's mm-hmm. a really nice apartment for someone who runs an art gallery. Like, no. Especially in basically she's a, she's New a York socialite. City. 
No, she's a socialite. Her dad's like big oh, man in the city. I forgot about her dad. Her yeah, dad's you're a socialite. Right. She yeah. runs, and it depends on mm-hmm. the art gallery. Disregard everything I've said. I'm not trying to prove you wrong. I'm <laughs> no, just no, saying. Thank like, you. Thank you for proving um, me wrong. That they straight up mm-hmm. said that her dad, like that's probably the, they were probably going to some sort of big socialite event. And mm-hmm. he's like, I'm tired. <laughs> I don't want to go. Um. Yeah, no, I, no, I really like Barbara though. Yeah, I do too. I like I I don't trust her for some reason though. I feel like something's going to go down there and I mean I know in the comics uh you know their their relationship eventually does end. I and it's not uh, uh, with great circumstances or anything, but I I feel like there's something there might be something more there. I could be completely wrong. I could just be looking for for uh, things that aren't there too, I, I'll freely admit that you might be looking for that because I really don't <laughs> see much wrong. I like I, uh-huh. I really like her. Yeah, and you uh, to wrap up here. You you found the cinematography a bit challenging. I think. Oh, right? Okay, so first of all, the show didn't completely look the way I was expecting. Didn't mm-hmm. hate it. There were a few elements that I'm going to need y'all to leave out from now on. Um, the weird running mm-hmm. shot where we zoomed in on Gordon's face. Oh, Oh, yeah, where it was like a third-person shooter except the camera was slipped around kind of thing. Yeah, we don't need the selfie running mm-hmm. shot. That that reminded me a little bit of a couple of shots they used in Breaking Bad. Things I'm not familiar with. Worked really well there. I didn't think worked as well here. Some people were saying it might be – it w- might have been like an indication that maybe – because they kept mentioning uh, he had PTSD – Okay, so maybe see. that was like the PTSD effect kind of thing. Okay. If we're going to use it as a PTSD, let's make that a little clearer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, it just didn't work for me. Yeah, because after hearing that and going back and watching it, like I, I looked in while, yeah, the camera angle's all janky and like going mm-hmm. crazy and everything. He doesn't look particularly distressed more so, more so than just chasing after Mr. Right. Pepper, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> not a doctor <laughs> um another one the weird interrogation room scene thing with the swinging light yeah that that was that was, it was a little it, it felt a little out of place it felt very out of place but i also in one of the thing big things i noticed about the episode was that the first 15 minutes almost felt like it was right. from another work entirely i and then it kind of came out into a different voice and i be- really think that scene was like kind of like the dividing the line. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that, that scene with the swinging lights and the interrogation and stuff, which I mean, you know, an in interesting enough way to do an interrogation scene, which have been done to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it, let's just not see it again. Yeah, at the, at the same time, it felt a little out of place. I can yes. definitely agree with you that. Okay. And last but not least, mm-hmm. enough with the strutting and posing women. <sighs> Too much strutting and posing for Too your liking? Too much strutting and posing. Yeah, you you need them to tighten up the blocking a little bit. What you're saying? Yes, that's fair. I don't I don't need mm-hmm. to watch you walk all the way across the apartment in the tight black dress <laughs> and then sort of pose. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. Fish, I kind of expect to pose, but even that was getting a little excessive. Yeah, it, and I mean, you know, that's definitely. I, and I think a lot of the things that people, uh, us or other people might have found a little challenging about this or mm-hmm. had complaints about and stuff, I think will soften and kind of become better as the series goes on because, y- you know, when you're in a movie, and I mean, obviously, I've never been in a movie before, but <laughs> it, it seems like from, you know, interviews and stuff I've read with actors mm-hmm. that when you're in a movie, you know, you get a decent amount of time generally to prepare for the character to kind of build the character out before you ever step foot on set Mm -hmm. or at least you're given you know indication for the director this is exactly how it needs to be because we've been in pre-production for this on a year (laughs) with with a serialized storytelling it's really the pilot at the end of the day it's the audition for the network it's it's the packages audition for the network so even though people are bringing their a game because they want the series to be picked up it's still effectively an audition. They don't know where their character is going because that isn't written yet. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and they're just really just trying to get enough money to write it right. <laughs> and, and make it. So I, I th- so it versus like having a prepackaged character that they bring to set. I, th- I think they really kind of like discover it and build up on it as they go. So I'm very excited to see how that all shakes down and how these characters, you know, get realer and realer as we go on. And I'm stop ready. strutting and posing. <laughs> and stop strutting and posing. Okay. Please stop strutting and posing. Let's see here. Uh, to it wrap- just feels so anti-feminist. 
Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. I'm going to have to go there a little bit mm-hmm. just because there are only a handful of women, two of which are represented very strongly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, well, three are represented pretty strongly. But uh, the other ones are just sort of represented very slinky. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I, I mean, they, they, it, at least there's a variety, I guess. This is very true. This you know, I mean, there are all different kinds of women out there. there so are. I guess there should be all kinds of so different... So I guess there needs to be at least one slinky one in the bunch. Yeah. So... <laughs> okay, let's see here. To wrap up the discussion, I usually do an arbitrary yeah. scale. Okay, yeah. you, you were ready for it. Yeah, I'm ready for the arbitrary scale. Okay. Out of three in the arbitrary scale, oh, I pick something okay. arbitrary. Okay, I'll, I'll go Three bigger. is really, really small. 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 <laughs> Out of out of seventy five bloody sandwiches, oh. how many bloody sandwiches would you give this episode of Gotham? That's so wrong. Um, and I said seventy five. I know. Uh, I you did. I'm gonna go with sixty four and a bloody crust. Why? Especially the crust. It was really good. Um, <laughs> the crust. <laughs> No, <laughs> oh, I really liked the episode. I love the potential. Um, I will never give anything a quote unquote ten, mm-hmm. just because you can always improve, but you can always go down. Too. In this example, seventy five. Yes, example seventy five. So seventy four and a bloody crust. How about you? I will give it. I'm going to give it a sixty seven. It was really good. It was actually better than I was expecting. Mm. But I think. Three or four more episodes, they're really going to find their voice, and yes. it's going to get really, really, like, mind-blowingly, I, f- I found religion, and its name is Gotham Good. <laughs> so so I'm, wow. I'm, I'm very excited. Somebody bring the holy water. <clears throat> holy water. But not too moiky. <laughs> but I'm too moiky. <laughs> okay, uh, well, we're going to move into some news here in a minute, but before that, we'd like to thank Audible for sponsoring yes. this week's episode of Not Greetings from nope, Storybook. Nope, nope, like didn't I update here. that. I was just about to say, from Greetings from Storybook. Legends of Gotham. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, actually, I won't have the right promo code this week either. That's nope, fine. No, nope. I thought it was Gotham. No. Is it just Gotham? I don't I, know. Let's I, use Storybook We'll, we'll use this, this other one. Okay, if you don't know Audible, uh, you can go there. <laughs> they have tons of audiobooks. Any author you can think of, if you like Stephen King, if you like uh, Anne Rand, <laughs> uh, if you, if you like if you like books with Fabio on the cover, they're going to have audiobooks here for you. And the th- great thing is, is you can use them anytime you're out and about doing whatever. Yes, uh, you know <clears throat> when you're at the market, when you're running on on the treadmill, when you're chasing market. after Dr Pepper, whatever you <laughs> you can listen to your audiobook. <laughs> Get things done, get your reading done, really good stuff. And Audible's offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to uh, for listeners of, listeners Legends, of, of Legends of Gotham, as well as Greetings from Storybrooke. As well as Greetings from Storybrooke. Uh, both codes work. They both uh, send money to the right place. <laughs> <laughs> but we always like to uh, give some recommendations for people. Right. Uh, so, uh, Amory, uh, what Batman-themed uh, audiobook recommendation do you have for people this week? Okay, this actually, in a sense, could slightly be related to another villain that's not in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Am I correct in what I'm saying without yes, saying it? kind of. Well, it's yeah, it, yeah. the same realm. Yeah. So I recommended this on the other podcast, and I <laughs> didn't have a chance to find another good one that was really Batman related. So this week I'm recommending Frozen, the junior novelization, which sort of goes, you know, Frozen, Mr. Freeze, right? That's a, that's a Batman <laughs> thing. I'm new to this, people. I'm new to this. Um, basically, you all know Frozen, mm. but this is just a fun little you know, audiobook to share with your family. Oh, definitely. So. It would be good for like a car trip or something. It would be like a good for, sure. for a car trip. You know, it's sometimes mm-hmm. you don't want to, you know, throw them the iPad or mm-hmm. pop in a DVD. So it's nice to, you know, listen to a book. Yeah. And uh, as for me, my recommendation this week, and it, it it's my recommendation this week just because it got approved and put up on Audible yesterday. So I wanted to point out to people that it was available. Uh, my book, uh, Dog Boy uh, <laughs> Demon Stare, which I happen to have right here because i reference it when i write yes uh but is finally available on audible after a couple months here and uh basically uh dog boy aka bronson black is cult to city's 14 year old superhero and when the guild of thieves resurfaces dog boy and his girlfriend cindy mcneil follow a trail of abducted children to an abandoned theme park it's uh, a kind of and it just gets crazy from there but 
Actually, I, I mean, a lot of good stuff for people who like Batman. There's evil clowns, amusement there parks. Oh, there is. These are all motifs that are very common in Batman. Yes, and that's I, right. I would actually say the first Dog Boy book was more directly influenced by Batman. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a, there's a Batman influence there and everything. Uh, just pick up the whole series while you're at it. <laughs> Well, why not? Why not? It's all on Audible. I'm just saying. And also, it's all on Audible. And also, one of the listeners of our other podcast uh, wrote in, and we figured we'd go ahead and put it in here too, uh, just to acknowledge. Rain, Rain wanted us to acknowledge that Windows Phone has Audible too. So because we do normally say that you can download this on absolutely anything, including mm-hmm. like you know, Creative your Sky Zen Phone, player, Creative Zen Player, your laptop, your Apple Phone, your Apple mm-hmm. iPad, your Apple Eye. I mm. I don't know probably the iWatch thing that's the coming out. I, I. I, 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 I. Are there any other are there any other books that you recommended for Audible that you might want to shout out real quick? I don't know why. I was just curious. Um, really? I can't think of them off the top of my head. Okay, are that you, gave you... me enough time to look up the right promo code. There okay. we go. Now to get your free 30-day trial, uh, no obligation, uh, and download your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com slash Gotham. Again, I was that's, right, it is slash Gotham. It is, audibletrial.com slash Gotham <laughs> for your free audiobook. I'll just we, pat myself on the back. And we want to thank Audible again for sponsoring this week's episode of Legends from Gotham. Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. No! No! Which was very good in context. Yes! Okay, and now, on to the news. News. Okay, uh, first up, we always like to do ratings, and uh, the ratings are, according to ComingSoon.net, the ratings are in for Fox's Batman-less Gotham series premiere, and it looks like the Cape, Cape Crusader wasn't needed after all. According to the Futon Critic, the... Ina- the Futon Critic? I guess it's a website. <laughs> uh, the inaugura- inaugural hour-long episode took in nearly 8 million viewers and a 3.2 rating among adults 18 to 49. That turnout was no doubt aided by stellar reviews with a 95% critical consensus on Rotten Tomatoes and an 88% audience approval. Interesting. People liked it. People liked it. People watched it. People watched it. Hopefully people are going to watch it again next week. Yes. Uh, but no, that seems like I don't, I don't know uh, Monday night ratings. We, do, we always pay attention to the Sunday night ones because uh, Once Upon a Time. Right. Uh, um, but I, I think Once Upon a Time usually gets around to 3.2. Something like that, but that always you know, see that always confuses me because it <clears throat> changes. Like a three point two could be eight mm. million people, or it could be like four million people. Like it yeah, can it's be like anything. a sliding. Um, I'm actually on um another site that we usually use, which is uh, I was like, that's not the one we know. I think go I to. think uh, Woo, uh, one of our listeners, one. Woo, uh, Kim sent the sent, sent us this, this link. So um, well, this one shows it in comparison to the other stuff from the hour at TV by the numbers, mm-hmm. and it was fourth for the hour. Um, but it was up actually against probably the worst things it could be against. It was against Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. which completely mutilated the hour, which it's its new night. So that kind of stinks because our our old, old podcast was up against Big Bang Theory and never had a shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was against The Voice, which I think we also have a letter which addresses oh, I think, that. I think I cut oh, that. Oh, you one. cut that one? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was against the voice and this person was not so happy that it was against the voice. <laughs> DVR, one of the people. Mm. Um, and then it was also against Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah. So, so all the big things. It was against two you know, re- mm. reality shows, which are somehow still very popular. Yeah. Um, but those each brought in over 12 million viewers. So, I mean, for Gotham to do that well do on that, that kind of night. I think pretty much everyone in America was watching TV at 8 <laughs> o'clock last night. Monday nights, big TV night. And it dies at 9 o'clock. But, oh, uh, you know, for some reason, if you didn't happen to watch uh, the pilot episode of Gotham, which it's on Fox. If, if, if so, why are you listening to this podcast? Because we're talking about we it. Spoiled we spoiled the entire thing the entire for thing. you. <laughs> But I just wanted to point out that uh, Fox has gone ahead and put up their, the pilot for free on their site. So if you have friends who haven't seen it, if you want to see it again and didn't DVR it or whatever, mm-hmm. you can watch for free on Fox's site. And the link for that will be in the show notes at legendsofgotham.com. True that. Uh, now, uh, we had a uh, article from Screen Rant here, too, uh, with some Gotham Easter eggs, 14 Easter eggs you may have missed. Uh, now, did any of the ones in here jump out at you? Well, I already brought it up. It was the Harlequin mm-hmm. dancers. 
Yeah. That was sort of my biggest, I don't know if I'd call these really Easter eggs, mm-hmm. but these are just like, they sort of were more like things we wanted to point out. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say that Richard Kind's character, the mayor, which got yes. like just a little cameo. I, it does say here that uh, Mayor Aubrey James, which is his character, mm-hmm. uh, was created for the, the comic Legends of the Dark Knight, which is kind of, was part of the inspiration for the podcast <laughs> or the name of the podcast. Was it? Yeah, because the Legends thing, because Legends is often associated with Batman and everything. Oh. So, See, and I thought I just came up with it. Mm. <laughs> uh, what do you know? What do you know? I was influenced by something. Mm. Um, Other things. But yeah, and the Harley Quinn dancers. I think that was one of the main ones I that wanted to point out. That was the biggest one. But yeah, you can go ahead. Oh, yeah, and the fourth and Grundy. Uh, where, yes, the fourth uh, and Grundy was good. Yeah, and that's uh, basically, uh, most people are interpreting it as a reference to Solomon Grundy. Grundy, born on a Monday, uh, he's a he's a villain, a Batman and Superman mainly villain uh, from DC Comics. Uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, and the comedian they talk about the Killing Joke. Uh, yeah, it's a good article. Check it out. Good times. Good times. Okay, and uh, next we'll go ahead and I will just uh, talk a little bit about the the trailer for Selena Kyle next week's Ooh, episode. I haven't seen this. Bruce playing with candles. He's testing himself. I'm testing Marshall. Yeah, I think this might be the where we get the Arkham line from the fan trailer too. Oh yeah, and it definitely looks like Bullock's going to be using the pushing the penguin in as kind of leverage. See, he's wearing the suit. You're right. He definitely is. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that like six more times. Yeah, Not right now, of yeah, course. Yeah, it looked but. almost like was that supposed to be Fish's club? Did they change the set for that? I, it doesn't seem like they would, but All it right, seemed like it, it was seemed like it was in a different room or something. Well, Let me see I mean, here. I'm sure it has more than one room. No. I think it's just shot a little I differently. I think the lights are just on. Yeah. Like before it was really just like the table mm-hmm. lights. Yeah. And sorry we're not playing it on the screen video, folks, but we don't want YouTube to take it down or whatever. <gasps> oh, you take know. us down, yeah. Yeah, no problem because we don't own that. No. Sadly. No, we don't own that. Sadly. And uh, let's see. Yeah, I guess that's about it for the news. Uh, let's see here. Okay, we'll wrap up with some listener feedback. We got a bunch okay. this week. We did. I was uh, shocked mm-hmm. by how much we got. Yeah. Now, uh, next week, after you watch episode two, Selena Kyle, uh, we want you to run to your computer Stop and let us know what you telling them to run. They're going to no, look like the penguin. They need to. They, alternatively, hop on a flying umbrella and fly <laughs> to your flying computer. <laughs> and what? email us at legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Gotham. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Legends of Gotham. We do recommend you keep these about a minute long or we might not be able to play them. Uh, You know, a minute and a half pushing Pushing it. it. So uh, just keep that I like short and sweet. So you get me a 20-second voicemail. I will make sure that puppy's on there. But we do always like to play these because it gives us a break from talking. So uh, here we go. The first one up is from Caitlin. Take it away, Caitlin. Hey, guys. It's Caitlin. Um... I was really pumped up for the premiere of Gotham um, last night, but to be honest, the pilot didn't really live up to my expectations. It wasn't so bad that I'm not still, like, fangasming over how epic this show is going to be, but as far as pilots go, it wasn't the best. For some reason, maybe it was because I'm already already so familiar with the source material, the pilot didn't really have that pizzah that really gets my heart racing, like the one... Yeah, it was very kind of introductory, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, you know, you have people like me that need it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I mean, that was kind of the intention of the podcast. It was a pilot. A bit too. Yeah. I'm or Hannibal pilot hit. I'm not saying it was bad. Far from it. It could have been like the pacing. Um, some spots, it seemed like they were rushing. And other ones, it just felt very drawn out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing. And I was talking to a couple people on Twitter about this yesterday, too, was that that first 15 minutes seemed uh, and I'm a video editor by trade. Uh, ju- just uh, so in my professional opinion, I thought I thought the the first uh, part was just cut a little too tight, like it was trimmed a little too tightly. Mm-hmm. And it, ju- it, it just hurt the feel of it a little bit. The I don't know. I do know, however, however, that I'm excited for the next episode. I'm already anticipating the return of the Penguin and to see, like, how the other characters will react to his whole return because I'm like, Jim didn't shoot him, and I was, I don't know, it's just going to be really great, hopefully. I was really pleased with the performance of Robin Lord, Lord Taylor and Corey Michael Smith because Ed, and Edward Nygma and Oswald Cobblepot are two of my five favorite Batman characters, Jonathan Crane, Jervis Tetch, and Alfred Pennyworth being the other three. That being said, I'm not sure what to think about this version of Alfred. 
I mean, the third time we see him, he literally curses at Bruce. And I was like, WTF. And we I have, like that. <laughs> and we have, we have discussed our theories on that, too. I'm going to withhold my judgment for the time being because Alfred is amazing and I can't really diss one of my favorite characters so quickly. Well, that's it. Other than to say that Fish Mooney is really amazing and I was very disappointed to find out that you had to be 21 or older to enter that um, Fox sweepstakes to win a lunch with a penguin. That made me mm. really sad this morning. But, you know, this Sorry, was awesome was awesome and I can't wait for the rest of the season. All right. Thank you very much, Thank Caitlin. You. And yeah, I th- I, she, she was the one who left us a voicemail a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, if not, uh, Caitlin, glad to have you on board. Mm-hmm. If so, uh, Caitlin, glad to have you back. <laughs> and uh, next up we have uh, – and this is uh, one of the listeners from our other podcast, Corbin. Uh, take it away, Corbin. Corbin. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. This is Corbin, a longtime fan, uh, all-time listener, um, occasional writer, and lover of your tweet. So I just finished the Gotham premiere, and it was amazing. The casting was perfect. The Penguin, he was just amazing. I love how they established the quote-unquote waddle for the rest of the series. I thought that it was pretty dark for an 8 p.m. show. However, I think it was done really well. The writing was great. Um, all the villains fit in perfectly. Uh, I was a fan of the Riddler, even though we saw a little bit of him, and uh, Carmine Falcone. So I like that. Harvey Bullock was hilarious. I think Donald Logue's casting was amazing. So, But overall, I just really liked the premiere. I'm excited to see where the series goes. Um, and the thing I'm a little worried about is how they're going to have, because I know they want to plan it for multiple seasons, how they're going to have uh, David Mazuz, Mazuz, I think that's how you mm-hmm. pronounce his last name, uh, yes. and by the end of the series. But overall, I mean, the casting is great. Alfred's cool. So overall, I'm really excited. I can't wait to hear you guys sing the podcast, uh, the show. All right. Bye. Thank you very much, Corbin. And it, I, I like how we were talking back to him. Like he was like here. Like he had some idea of what we were saying. Yeah. Okay, uh, first up here, uh, as far as uh, letters that people wrote in and whatnot, mm. uh, is uh, from Steve over on Twitter. Uh, he said, Steve. really enjoyed it, even with all the characters they tried to get involved. Thought they did a great job at showing us the world we're going to be dealing with, which is not a place I would like to call home. Mm-hmm. Gordon has his work cut out for him, that's for sure. Okay, okay and uh, you want to take yes, a listen? Yes, I'll take this nice one. Um, this one's from Elizabeth324 underscore B21 on Twitter. That's quite <laughs> the name there okay um last night was epic yes it was heavily loaded with superheroes and villains but can you blame them if you want to bring people in use all the arsenal Mm -hmm. the sets are beautiful the colors are perfect and the camera work was great Mm -hmm. um it was faithful it was a faithful reintroduction to characters most weren't aware existed before last night so glad that they didn't deviate too far from the gotham central books that would have been a deal breaker for me I was beyond thrilled with the ethnic diversity and wish this was the norm on TV. Perhaps other shows will now follow suit. I completely agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, lastly, I was thrilled with the selection of the cast. Um, Cameron and Selena, Selena was a perfect fit aesthetically. I'm looking forward to seeing more her more as the series goes on. Cameron has great eyes. She has like she has cat amazing. eyes. Mm-hmm. Cat eyes. I, know, I don't know if right? that helped at all. <laughs> um, Donald is a uh, bullock. It's a stroke of genius. He really fits the part in bringing in, in an unknown Victoria for an unknown to most Montoya couldn't have been better. She's been engaging and inquisitive with comic book fans on Twitter and even more positive. She took the advice to read the GC series. Yeah. Gotham central. And yeah, Victoria has been super great. And she's really supportive. Like every, everybody, Mm -hmm. like I see her more than anyone. She actually, I was just, uh, was reading Twitter while uh, you were you were reading the letter, and she favorited uh, one of the tweets from my personal account talking about the show last night. Ooh. Uh, she, she, uh, She's following your personal account. Hmm. Uh, this this character named Bill Meeks wrote a little review about Gotham. Here he said Gotham was awesome front <laughs> to back, great pacing, a live action prequel to Batman the anima- animated series. Every scene has the scent of the future. Love it. Thank you, Bill Meeks. And thank you, Elizabeth, for writing in. Yeah, uh, thank you, Elizabeth. Let's thank that person who actually wrote in. Yeah. Okay, uh, and yeah, Victoria's great. I told her she should read uh, 52 for Montoya, too. Uh, so hopefully she does. Okay, uh, next up is from Nick. Uh, Nick says, uh, so after watching the season premiere, how good was the character of Harvey Bullock? I mean, you have the standard good cop versus everyone mentality that every cop drama has. But man, was Harvey on point. That character made the show for me. The Bruce Wayne stuff was okay. And the Selena Kyle parts making uh, her swift defeat and blending in with the background like a cat were good. But they didn't interest me as much as I'd hoped they would. Cobblepot being a weakling then breaking was good. 
I like the look of Nigma, and the kid that plays Ivy is pretty creepy. I'm very excited about the show and cannot wait for the second episode. Well, can't wait to hear the podcast. Nick. Thanks, Nick. And Thank yeah, you, Nick. agreed on all points. Yay. Okay. Um, next is from Wynn, um, a longtime fan of our other show and glad to have her over here at Gotham. Um, hi, Bill and AM. Once I saw Bruno Heller's name pop up in the opening credits, I was reassured I would like Gotham. Heller previously ran one of my all-time favorite shows, HBO's Rome. Mm-hmm. I was intrigued by almost everything we were shown in this first episode. I didn't know anything about the Bullet character going in. He reminded me of Gene Hunt, although not nearly as awesome, from the British Life on Mars, another series I really enjoyed. I've heard very good things about that one. I, I need to check it out one day. Um, and his contrast to Gordon also mirrored Hunt's cop relationship to his underlying Sam in many ways. The dialogue scripting was tight and most believable, although when Bullock said he was worried they could lose their jobs for shooting Pepper once his innocence became widely known i had to scratch my head that takedown that takedown was a textbook example of a justifiable police shooting in any town especially gotham oh yeah on that i was yeah, like who's gonna blame struck him? me is that the too. dude took a knife at him but mm-hmm. i think it was more the um framing that he was involved with they they needed some reason for uh for harvey to be resistant to the idea yeah you know, basically so. Um, not sure how I feel about Bruce Wayne Alfred dynamic yet. Dysfunctional much? <laughs> Alfred seems to waver between bully and man- mentor, while Bruce can't decide whether to treat him as a family member or the help. I think it always just depends on the situation. Yeah, in- I, I, sorry. Um, I kind of mm-hmm. really liked where he was like Alfred, and I was like, whoa, hey. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, and uh, as I said earlier, I kind of think that was more of a put-on for Gordon than anything. I, that's my interpretation. I would love to know what you think. Yes, please. Uh, and I'll, I'll give you that information in a moment if you want to let me know. Uh, but we'll wrap up with uh, a tweet from Jay Elise I thought was really funny. Uh, they said, Legends of Gotham, they have their differences, but I'm already so into the growing bond bromance between Jim and Harvey. <laughs> Harvey really had his back. Uh, I seriously want the friendship name Bolden to uh, become a thing. Or Jarvey. I like Jarvey. Jarvey's I can much say Jarvey a lot better. Ja- Bolden is... What do you guys think? If you want to let us Jarvey, know... Jarvey. Jarvey. Jarvey's probably, probably the yeah. one to use. Yeah. Emails legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Twitter's at Legends of Gotham. Facebook is Facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Well, Emery, we did it. We, we made it. We, we finally we had a real episode. I know. Yay! Yay! No, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, a little long, a little long, about an hour and ten minutes, but that's oh, okay. Oops, sorry, y'all. No, I, I mean, uh, y'all get me out of the south. I guess if people are still <laughs> listening, we should give them a little idea what to expect. Uh, first of all, uh, if you watch us live or anything, uh, we usually record this on. It will uh, be recorded on Wednesday. On Wednesday nights. Uh, but they, this t- this week was Tuesday because first episode and everything. We didn't have the other podcast to do last one. night. Uh, but we'll generally record Wednesday nights uh, sometime between 8 and 9 mm-hmm. uh, EST. And uh, just keep an eye out on our social media stuff for that. Uh, and our, the episodes usually run anywhere from 50 minutes to about an hour and te- 10 is about the max. And we're hitting there now. So, Emery, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitters at AMDSimone. I also have a kind of foodie DIY blog, crunchycrafty.com. And uh, as for me, you can follow me on Twitter, at Bill Meeks. Uh, my Google Plus account, which you can get uh, updates about when we go live with the show, is google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And you can follow the things I write at uh, dogboyadventures.com. And I, I'll also say for both of us, yes. you can check out our, our other Once Upon a Time podcast, which is coming back next mon- Monday night uh, from the ah, summer break. So excited. At, at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Well, I guess that's it. I think we still don't know how we're ending these. Uh, join us next time for more of Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. Close. Very Almost. close. We'll work on it next Very time. Very close. You know what? Usually I have – I'm ready to hit stop broadcast, but I'll go ahead and do it there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to hit stop broadcast.